Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're on the way to a job in your Volkswagen Caddy, Crafter, Transporter, or Amarok, you've obviously already invested in the best. So when it comes to servicing, keep giving it the best. At Volkswagen, we know your van like no one else. Our technicians will guarantee that your van is serviced to the highest standards using only Volkswagen genuine parts. You see, we're the experts. We don't just follow the manual. We wrote it. Caddy service €129. Euro. All other models €159. Euro. Prices ex-vat. To find your nearest service centre and for full terms and conditions, visit volkswagenvans.ie. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Welcome back to the Small Business Show here on irishexaminer.com. Brought to you by Volkswagen Commercial Vehicles, where 149 euros will get your vehicle service. Contact your local Volkswagen dealer for details. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, as you may or may not know, the revaluation of rates is happening across the country. And at the moment, Limerick City is having their revaluation done. So I met up with Orla Borthwick during the week to talk about it. Orla is an economist with Limerick Chamber of Commerce and she started off by explaining the revaluation strategy. Well, Limerick is going through a revaluation process at the moment. It's a national um, scheme. Dublin is done, Waterford is done, Limerick is now on the on the cards and being revalued at the moment. So everybody who pays rates in Limerick City and County, so about 7,000 properties have been revalued um, across the board. And we just held an information evening to let, I suppose, our members and the businesses in Limerick know how this new revaluation process is working. So the methodology that the valuations office had previously worked on has been completely changed and I think a lot of people got a shock last week when they got their letters because their letters give you give them I suppose an estimate of what the valuations office are going to work from and a lot of people were very confused and got a bit of a fright and thought that was their liability but just to let people know I suppose they still have a multiplier in that and the multiplier will be set by the local authority and what they received in their letters last week is a proposal from the valuations office on what their proposal the value of the premises will be. Businesses have a period of time of 28 days, so up until the 7th of July, to appeal that valuation. And we would urge anybody who feels that they're overvalued or undervalued in that process to, to enact that appeal process ASAP because they have 28 days and that's a really tight deadline. Mm. Um, and if anybody has any questions or queries about it, come to ourselves here in the Chamber mm. and we can assist them. Or the local authority um, out in County Hall in Dordoyle have clinics at the moment as well. Is it a case of there needs to be a a system overhaul or that there just needs to be, I suppose, more compassion when it comes to the realities that small businesses are facing right now? 
I think it needs to be both. I think first there's an information void. A lot of businesses are very confused and don't really know what they're getting for their rates. And I think the local authority need to address that information void. So what is it that I'm paying for here? I think that needs to be addressed. Generally, as a chamber, we would promote a system of a complete overhaul of how rates are being calculated and how rates are worked. Because it's very indiscriminatory to say the value of the premises in which you're operating is in any way an indicator of your financial viability as a business. Mm. And as a percentage of turnover, given that turnover has decreased for most SMEs in the last number of years, as a percentage of turnover, rates continuously increase. Mm. And I think a rating system which reflects the business's economic viability, its return into the local economy is a far fairer system and it's something which we have lobbied for for a number of years and will continue to do. Mm. It's it's a slightly... It's a slightly complicated system without getting too heavily embedded in it. So in reality, is this new system really going to change much for for businesses or is it still going to be a case of if you're on the high street, it's going to be expensive? There's winners and losers in this new process. Um, And what we have, what has happened in other places that has been the exact same. Rates will go up for some people, rates will go down for others. Generally, it's a 60-40 kind of a rule, down for about 60, up for about 40, and you get new people into the net which hadn't been in the net previously. So it's a rebalancing act because the amount of money that the local authority is going to raise is going to stay the exact same. There's no change in that. The new system, the only main advantage that we would see is that the new system can adjust more readily to economic conditions. So previously, a lot of people's value of their businesses had been based on very old historic figures. Once the new system is up and running and rolled out across the country, it will be able to adjust to the value. So if your rents are actually going up because you're in a boom, well, you can expect that your rates will reflect that. Mm-hmm. Similarly, in a, in, in a bus situation and your rates go through the floor, your, or your rents, then your rates should adjust to that as well. So it's a more flexible, transparent system and it should be able to adjust economic realities more quickly. But it still is based on the value of your premises, which is a crude measure of the economic viability of a business. And that would be a much more strategic, long-term lobbying priority of ours to to roll out a system that is more accountable in terms of how well a business is doing. And uh, you mentioned economies as well. And I know you said that you were beginning to work upon your pre-budget submission as uh, chambers across the country are at the moment. What what are you really going to be pushing come the the budget on the 14th of October? At the moment, we're just in the middle of, I suppose, getting our priorities in place. We would always survey our members and and see what are the main priorities and the main problems facing businesses. And at the moment, it continues to be cash flow, late payments and the rising costs of overheads, as well as consumer and business confidence. And while government mightn't necessarily be in charge of business and consumer confidence, they play a key role in addressing the uncertainty that's out there at the moment. And we would be really pushing the government need to, to indicate, OK, you're going to get hit with A, B and C and let people know, be transparent about it and people know what's coming down the line. Whereas the fear and uncertainty hangs over people and people aren't spending and there's a huge levels of savings there. Now I know a lot of people don't have savings as well and a lot of people are at the, the pin of their collar in terms of their finances um, but there's historic high levels of savings in the country at the moment people have money to spend and they're not doing it and government have a role to play in addressing that in a policy context in a business context 
cash flow continues to be a huge problem. We will be proposing, I suppose, changes to the VAT system for the micro farm in terms of the entry levels into that, mm. um, increases in the VAT cash thresholds for SMEs to avoid, I suppose, or to free up cash. Mm. Cash still is, is a huge problem, as with late payments, and I think there's a huge correlation between those. Generally, we will be pushing the same message that we have for the last number of years. If you hit businesses with higher costs, that is going to impact on their ability to employ people. Mm. You've had even your, some of your own members here in Limerick turn around and say, I've got a little bit of confidence back in my business and where I'm going, but I'm still thinking twice about hiring people because I don't know, is this comfort zone just for this year and next year it's going to go back to the way it was before? Or, you know, is this a long-term thing? Yeah, and I suppose that's back to lessons learned uh, during the boom time. I suppose everybody expanded at the rate of knots and people are more cautious now. But they're also uncertain as to what's coming in the budget are they going to get hit with higher costs is the cost of um, labour going to increase PRSI employers PYE where is that all going and can I be sure that okay I'll expand and things are going to be okay I think that level of okay things have kind of stabled out but yet Am I willing to take the risk and expand and take on new staff and take that risk that this is going to stay as it is or are we heading heading downwards again and it's just around the corner and I don't know about it? And I suppose that is impacting on firms' ability to create employment because they aren't taking that risk and government have have a job to do in terms of addressing that policy in the budget and ensuring that you know okay i'm not going to i know i'm not going to face any increase as an employer i'm not going to they're not going to increase the costs for me to continue in my business they're going to support me in being competitive they're going to support me in driving efficiencies and the government have a key role to play in in rolling that out in budget should we have a simplified system for for employers as well in that you know every week there you go that's what you that's what you know you have to pay and and so be it after that well as as let's say if it's a corporate employer that's kind of simplified enough Mm. but in terms of the self-employed and a person who's starting up their own business we would be really pushing that that entrepreneurial culture needs to be reflected in a policy that doesn't disadvantage the person who's taking the risk and starting up their own business because as we discussed earlier a person who starts their own business has little or no welfare state to rely on if everything goes belly up and yet their employees and the people who they're creating economic activity for and for the local economy and for the government um, have a much more greater safety net. Mm. And I think that that anomaly needs to be addressed. And the government, despite, I suppose, its um, proclamations that it's supporting entrepreneurial activity in a lot of their policies there is um, a, a dual system going on between the safety up that is provided for an employee versus the self-employed mm. and finally before you go we kind of we touched on it uh, earlier in the conversation about there's an upturn perhaps in the mood of uh, employers and uh, businesses in in general do you see it here in Limerick is there an is there an upturn in the mood are they more positive or are they just happy that it's not continually going down I think they're happy it's not continually going down I think there's still a bit of fear because budget's around the corner but in general 
and not to take from businesses that are struggling because a lot of businesses, I mean, majority of businesses in Limerick and that's reflected in Ireland are SMEs. Mm. Um, and they're facing really hard times and they have driven every efficiency that they can and they have reduced costs to every extent that they can. And they're at a point now where nothing further can be really squeezed out of them. And just in Limerick in general, I think we've had a very good year. There's been a lot of employment um, announcements with Regeneron and expansions of existing firms and companies and Ethion coming online. And there's a general sense of, okay, things might get better. Mm. And I think that, that that gives a safety net to a lot or of Or it can't get any worse. <laughs> can't get any worse, but I think actually things are definitely improving in Limerick mm. at the moment. And, you know, if you walk down the street in Limerick, there's a good vibe, there's a lot of things happening, there's new shops opening on the high street, which That's is which is a great, too. and we have City of Culture, which is banging out brilliant festivals continuously. So there's a good vibe and a good feel on the street, and it's about building on that momentum now. Orla Borthwick there, economist with Limerick Chamber of Commerce. Now, after the break, what shoppers want. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.